Welcome to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast, a podcast all about real life together. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the CPC Together podcast. Uh, My name is Brandon. I'm the worship director here at CPC, and I'm with our lead pastor, Mark Mitchell. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Hey, Brandon. Good to see you, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's still the craziest of times. We are six feet apart. Yes, we're more than six feet apart. Yes, we are. We're over 10 feet apart. I would say uh, so. uh, How are you faring in these... um, in these crazy times, is this, are you one of the people where this is, it seems like there's a split, like some people, this is very, very difficult. And for other people, you're like, yeah, it's not so bad. Which, which one are you fall on? Yeah, I probably <laughs> fall more into this is not so bad uh, type thing. I mean, maybe I'm kind of in the middle, you know, I mean, there are things for sure that I miss a lot that I'll talk about in a few minutes, but, um, but you know, like we don't have little kids in our home. And so I really feel sorry for those people that have, uh, like you, Brandon, Oh yeah, that have little kids running around and they're not in school and you're trying to do the homeschooling thing. And one of my daughters has, has two boys ages four and three and man, she's got her hands full. But, uh, so we, I feel like we have it pretty easy to be honest. They have me, um, out in the garage. That's where my office is. <laughs> That's great. And, you know, we're doing like a thousand zoom calls a day and you know, my kids only come out and bug me when I'm on a Zoom call. Of you know, course. you just see them like wandering in the background and people stop. Do you do you need to attend to your children? I'm like, no, they just that's what they do. But so. they're so cute. I've seen them and they are very cute kids. <laughs> it's true. So, Mark, I'm just curious, as you're as you're looking at um this season, this last, you know, I guess six weeks now of of being kind of quarantined in our homes, um, what have you learned? Have you learned anything about yourself or is there, have you already just learned everything there is to know about you or are you still <laughs> learning new things? Yeah. You know, I think for me, um, so I am a self-proclaimed introvert, definitely, definitely tend towards introversion. And, uh, so I think, I think what I've learned and I think I knew this, but I think I've learned it in a new way. And that is that, man, I, I really, I love people and I love being with people. That's good to and, know. <laughs> I've questioned good that for a lot, pastor, yeah. right? <laughs> but, um, but you know, most people think introverts like just don't like people. They don't like being around people. They just want to be alone. And I think that's really, uh, I don't think that's correct. Introverts um, do prefer to be with less people than more people. So they're better one-on-one or one-on-two or one-on-three than they are one-on-a-hundred. So they like to be with less people. But introverts really do need to be around people. They need to have good conversations. They need to have, you know, some degree of like physical touch. I mean, all those things are important to introverts. And I think for me... um, you know, I'm blessed that I have a great relationship with my wife and we love to be together and we talk and we read and we pray and there's good stuff that, that we get to enjoy during this time together. Um, but man, you know, um, I miss, 
I miss my grandchildren. I miss my, my two daughters and my son. I miss my, my two son-in-laws and my daughter. And I miss, uh, I miss the people of, of CPC. And, and I miss being in the lobby on Sunday mornings and, and uh, shaking people's hands and giving out hugs and high fives and talking to people and meeting new people and praying with people. And uh, so I think I've learned that about myself. You know, um, again, not, not a totally new revelation for me, but I think <laughs> at a deeper level, I've, I've, I've understood how much I need people in my life. Yeah, you know, the intro, introvert thing is interesting. I, a lot of people don't know that I'm an introvert either because they see me on stage and... Hmm. On stage, you have to have a certain amount of energy, and you know. Um, but I, I agree; I, I'm the same way. I, the way that my wife describes it is, I get energy when I'm not with people. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of recharge. I still do like being around people, and for me, it's the the quality of conversation. You said the you know 100 people versus you know one or two. I just feel like your quality of conversation, right? You know, it goes goes up when you're with other people. You can. Stop talking about things like the weather and, you know, things that to me don't really matter. And you can start, you know, prying into people's life, as my wife would say. Going deeper. Yeah. Um, Well, so I feel like there there are opportunities to pick up new habits in this season. You know, there's a lot of people that are actually starting different workout habits or they're building a gym in their garage or, you know, whatever it might be. I'm curious in this season, is there anything that you have picked up in this season in particular any anything that um you like that you want to keep after when we come back to normal life yeah that's another good question uh i think there is for me when this whole deal started um i made a decision that i was going to try to call um four or five people a day from our church on the phone on the phone the actual phone not email not text but actually call them do you and, still have a landline? <laughs> no, I don't have a landline, so okay. use my cell phone. But, um, but yeah, so just calling people, and um, I've been amazed at uh, at how meaningful that is, not only to them but also to me. And um, to have a five ten minute conversation with someone um, to see how they're doing, to check up on them, and um, it it's. It's really been cool. I mean, in a, in a weird way, I feel like I'm a pastor again. Hmm. In some ways, it's easy as a pastor of a large church to kind of get into the rut of like running an organization. You know, we've got 35 staff. We've got lots going on here as an organization. Yeah. And it's easy f- to let that sort of... Um, sort of eat you up, I guess, in a way. And so like for me, just connecting with people personally, not that I don't do that normally, but doing it in a new way and doing it in sort of a concentrated way, I think has really been meaningful. And it's, I realize, you know what? I want to keep doing that. When this whole thing's over, I want to keep doing that. So that's been the one habit or discipline of engagement that I really want to keep keep doing. I love that, man. You know, the, it's, it seems to be, uh, I was, I was kind of going down this trail of thought before all this happened that, um, you know, the younger people trend, the more that phone thing, um, kind of goes out, like people don't want to call. They only want to text. That's kind of how I was feeling. And I've realized in this season, um, younger people FaceTime, hmm. like they're, they're all about fa- Like even people that I don't know that well, are like, Hey, you want to FaceTime catch up? 
And I'm like, ah, it feels weird to me. <laughs> feels invasive. I'm yeah. like, why do we have to add a camera to this? There's something about seeing the face, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's different. A different level of connection. And I got a call from you on um, yesterday, and I felt my it brightened my whole day. Yeah. There you go. So mine too. That's cool. That's cool. Um, is there anything on the on the other side of that? So is there anything that maybe was in your life before some something that was um, I don't know, consuming your life or something that was in your life that you have been forced to get rid of. And when, when things go back to normal, you're glad that you got rid of it and you don't want to adopt it again when you come back. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. Um, well, a couple things come to mind. Um, actually, this is a little bit different from what you asked, but I think it's worth mentioning. Um, so like a lot of us now, like we can't go to the gym, right? We, um, we can't do our normal if we work out. We can't do our normal workout stuff, right? And I'm a gym guy. I like, you are, yeah. Like You're very a, consistent. <laughs> um, but um, so like a lot of us, I've been walking and running in my case, mostly on the streets of San Carlos. And, um, you know, for a 63-year-old guy, walking and running on asphalt is not good for the body. (laughs) And so, like, um, that's something I don't want to do when life gets back to normal and I can return to my gym because, like, my knees and my hips and my back are killing me uh, because I'm doing so much (laughs) on asphalt. But, but no, on a more serious note... uh, I, I think of, um, you know, I, I, I can't remember exactly where this quote came from, but I think it was uh, maybe John Ortberg that asked Dallas Willard about what is the number one most important thing in the spiritual life? Like, like what is the most important thing to do in the spiritual life um, if you're going to stay connected with God on a consistent and deep basis? And Dallas Willard um simply said this in answer to that question. He said, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Yeah. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry. Wow. Um, I know I hurry around a lot. I hurry in my car. I hurry from meeting to meeting. um, And I miss a lot because of hurry. I think I miss a lot of what God might want to be saying to me. I miss a lot of connections with people because I'm running from one thing to the next. I'm a task-oriented person, and so that's that's how I'm wired. So I think this time has been a forced slowdown. I mean, I everybody's talking about that, so I know I'm not saying anything brilliant here, but it's true. You know, we've all been forced to kind of hit the pause button a little bit and slow down. I had so many things planned for this spring. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had ministry planned. I had vacations planned. I had all kinds of different stuff planned and it's all just gone. And, uh, and yet in the midst of that, I kind of feel like, you know what, it's okay. And, um, there's, there's a level of connection with, with people, as I said earlier, with my family, as I said earlier, um, that um, boy, I don't, I don't want that to stop. I want to, I want to, I want the slowdown to continue um, as we enter normal life again. Yeah, and you think about that that word ruthless. I mean, mm. that describes, uh, I think, a lot of people's um, what they're what they've experienced in this in this season. I mean, like. 
this virus is ruthlessly eliminating the things in our life, <laughs> whether is. they were hurried or not. I mean, right. birthday parties and weddings and even memorials, you know, I know, are, I know. It's like we, it's, it's a, it is a, we do not have a choice and we either um, deal with how it is now or we try to fight it. And um, yeah, it sounds like you've kind of learned to sort of surrender to that a little bit. Me too. I mean, I, I looked at my summer and I had a lot of things coming down the pike and I was, uh, I, I, I don't think I even realized how busy it was going to be. And now I look at it and I'm spending more time with my family and, you know, we're having movie nights. We, my wife this week, she decided to, um, theme our dinners with our movie night. And so, uh, she's been making, like we watched Lady and the Tramp a couple nights ago. Hmm. And so we made spaghetti and meatballs. And then, you know, last night, um, we were watching Dumbo. And so she made, she learned how to make corn dogs. And uh, it's just been like little things like that, yeah. that like our kids and we will remember forever. And we're not going to feel bad that we, that I missed out on this gig that canceled in April, you know? So I, I think that's great. I, um, I think it's going to give us new perspective. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about, I have a 10 year old granddaughter that lives in Minneapolis and um, they, they actually just moved there. Um, and probably two weeks into moving to this new place, you know, fourth grade for her, um, all of a sudden, you know, she's trying to make new friends and stuff like that. She's forced to be home. And, um, but recently she said to her mom, my daughter, Anne Marie, she said, uh, mom, I love this time. Um, mm. I don't want this to change. Wow. And, uh, and I think a big part of that is, is her dad's home. Hmm. And um, her dad works really hard. He's a college football coach. And so he works like 80 hours a week, but he's home now. And wow. um, she is just eating it up. She loves it. And, you know, sometimes we, f we forget the impact of our pace, of our hurriedness on our children. You know, I, I think of how Jesus even said, you know, listen, you need to be more like, be more like kids, you know, be, be more childlike, not yeah. childish, but childlike. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe there's a message in there for us, you know, from a, from a little 10 year old who says, I love this time. Yeah. I don't want to get back to normal life. That's pretty cool. I suspect there's probably a lot of kids in that same position. Wow. Well, uh, this has been really cool. So thanks for the conversation for all of you listening. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you are learning to embrace the ruthless elimination of hurry that has happened in all of our lives. And um, yeah, keep the faith, stay strong, and uh, we'll be united soon. You've been listening to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast.